What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another video. Yesterday we finished going through, you know, all our positional rankings and then the overall rankings. So now we're on to some different topics and I'm pretty excited about the video today. It is going to be low risk, high reward running backs and tight ends. So we'll do the wide receivers and quarterbacks tomorrow. But I feel like this is a really interesting topic to talk about because in fantasy drafts, you can't really lose your league with later round picks. You know, if you miss on a guy in like the eighth round, 10th round, it may kind of suck a little bit, but that's not going to kill your team, right? If you miss on your first and second round picks, but you hit on your eighth, ninth, 10th round picks, your team's probably not going to do very well. So you can't really lose your league, you know, by making a mistake in the eighth, ninth, 10th round, but you can definitely win your league, especially if you're hitting on like your first, second round picks, then you shoot for a high upside guy in the ninth round, you hit on them. You're giving your team some high upside there. So low risk, high reward picks here. And let's just jump right into it. Starting off here with Tony Pollard. Right now he is being drafted as the running back 29 and he is an eighth round pick. And I think this season Pollard is going to be startable even with Zeke healthy. So even if he's operating as the running back two, I think you could start Tony Pollard in your lineups. You know, going into the season, he'd probably be a weak fantasy running back two. So if he's, you know, your number two guy, if you went super heavy wide receiver, got an early tight end, early quarterback, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I feel like you'd probably rather have him as like a serviceable flex early on. But looking at his floor for fantasy, I feel like it's probably the 2021 season. He averaged 10.4 PPR points per game. I would just be very surprised if we didn't see an increase in that 2021 workload. So last year, he averaged 8.7 carries per game. 3.1 targets per game. That's solid numbers for an RB2, especially on an offense that's going to be pretty high scoring. But in those like decently limited opportunities, I mean, Pollard was fantastic on a per touch basis. So I'm just going to run through a bunch of stats here. He was number one in yards per route run. This is all for running backs. Number three in catch rate, number five in true yards per carry, number two in yards per touch, number five in juke rate, number three in breakaway run rate, and then number six in yards created per touch. So he was incredibly efficient when he did get the ball in his hands. Last year, it was a committee between Zeke and Pollard. We all know this. There were a few plays a game where they were on the field together, but for the most part, it was Zeke's on the field, Pollard is off, Zeke is off the field, Pollard is on. So it wasn't impossible that they were on the field together, but it really just was not common last season. However, early on this offseason, the Cowboys have been using Pollard out of the slot. That is fantastic news for fantasy football. And if you look at this Cowboys depth chart, it honestly makes sense why they're using him there. You have Amari Cooper gone, so you're going to see C.D. Lamb go to the outside. Once Gallup is back from that ACL, he will also operate on the outside. And then, like for your slot receiver, you're looking at James Washington, Jalen Tolbert. Like, are those the guys you want to go with? Personally, I would prefer to use Tony Pollard in that slot role over either of those guys. So with Zeke in the lineup, I think Pollard could legitimately finish as like an RB2, probably shooting from like a mid-tier running back two if he gets lucky with touchdowns, probably to like a mid-tier RB3, but that is if Zeke is in the lineup. So that is like his floor, but if Zeke somehow goes down with an injury, you know, we're looking at a top 10 running back on a week-to-week basis. And personally, I'm someone who is in on Ezekiel Elliott this season, but I do think we have to acknowledge there is some clear risk with his overall health. 
He's been fairly healthy in his NFL career, but he has logged 2,588 touches in his uh, pro and then college career. So that has a lot of wear and tear on his body. We know he was banged up all of last season. So in 2022, Pollard gives you a solid like running back three floor going into the eighth round with some solid, you know, realistic RB2 potential with Zeke in the lineup. And then he has that extra layer of elite running back one upside if Zeke happens to go down. So he really is like the dream fantasy football handcuff because he does have that upside to be the running back one if Zeke goes down, but he also gives you his own, you know, value on a week to week basis. So really love Tony Pollard. We know he has that high ceiling and you're not risking a lot because I really feel like, you know, the potential of him busting and just not being involved in this offense is very, very low. Now we're going to talk about another running back here, and that is going to be Kareem Hunt. He's the RB32 going in the ninth round. And overall, this is just an interesting kind of ADP for Kareem Hunt. We know his draft ranking has kind of taken a hit just because we don't know about his contract situation here. He can be cut by the Browns and they will have no dead money. So it kind of seems like it would be a decent move for them to release him. But if he was locked in playing for the Browns, I imagine he'd be drafted as like a borderline running back two, probably like running back 23, 24, 25, somewhere in that range. Because in his three seasons with the Browns, he has finished between running back 22 and running back 26 in points per game. So he has very consistently been like a fringe running back two option, someone you can trust in your lineup. But if Nick Chubb happens to go down, then he likely becomes like a weekly high-end running back two, if not higher. So this running back 32 spot, if you're drafting him here and he stays with the Browns, they don't cut him. I feel like you're getting great value on that pick. But if he is released, I still have confidence that he's going to be able to find a successful role somewhere else. And I feel like looking at kind of landing spots, not specific teams, but more just like general types, I feel like there's probably two clear options. The first one is he kind of joins a running back committee on a contender. One that comes to mind is the Chiefs. I know he was on their team before. Don't know if they would go after it, but kind of a situation like that where you have a really good roster, really good offense, but the running back position isn't really locked down. And the second option would be he goes on to be a workhorse on a bad offense. So I feel like as a competitor, he would either want two things. He would want to be the clear guy or he would want to be, you know, on a contender Dream scenario, obviously, he's the workhorse on a contender. Don't know if he's going to find that. But either way, I believe that Kareem Hunt is talented enough to have a role where he can finish better than RB32, really no matter where he lands. And in this ADP range, you're looking at other running backs with pretty uncertain situations, guys like Damian Harris, Cordero Patterson, you have the uh, Buffalo Bills committee, Devin Singletary, uh, James Cook. So here at this price, I really like the value of Hunt. If he stays with the Browns, he's kind of another one of these elite handcuff options who's going to be involved on a week-to-week basis. And if he goes somewhere else, you know, really the possibilities are endless on what he could be for fantasy football. And now the third and final player we're going to talk about here, moving over to the tight end position, it is going to be Rob Gronkowski. He's drafted as the tight end 11. That is a 10th round pick. And it is just incredibly rare to find like a potential top three tight end going in the double digit rounds, right? Like tight end position is so valuable. The elite of the elite guys are very rare. So if you find someone who can finish as like a high end option, they're going in like the top four rounds, basically guaranteed. Obviously the risk here is that Gronk retires. 
So you may be wondering, like, how is this low risk? It's low risk because missing out on a 10th round pick is really not a huge deal. And he's being drafted here at tight end 11. So that's like fringe tight end one territory. Most teams aren't going to be drafting two tight ends. So at this point, like when you're drafting tight end 12, tight end 13, you're honestly going to be in play for guys off the waiver wire. So it really isn't much of a fall off if he just, you know, decides to not play. And personally, I do believe Gronk is going to come back. Few reasons. The first one is that even when Brady retired, like, you know, Gronk has always been connected to Brady. It always seemed like when Brady would be gone, Gronk would be gone. But when Brady initially retired this offseason, Gronk kind of seemed like he still had some interest to play. Now, he definitely could have retired, but it definitely did not seem like a lock. So now you have Brady back. I imagine that helps the situation. The second one, I feel like he just doesn't want to do the whole training camp thing. He's talked about how the Bucks like letting him get some rest has helped him stay healthier throughout the season. He didn't get that kind of rest with the Patriots. And then the third thing is that the Bucks organization still seems optimistic. Obviously, they should be optimistic because they're hoping they're getting their Hall of Fame tight end back, but they didn't really make moves that express urgency at the tight end position. They didn't really mess with it. They didn't re-sign OJ Howard. You know, the only guy they brought in was like a fourth round rookie pick. So I think he's coming back. Obviously, he could retire. But after like his lackluster return from retirement in the 2020 season, Gronk looked fantastic last year. He really had flashes back to his prime, you know, where he would catch the ball, bounce a dude off him. He would just be like fighting for those extra yards and it would take like two, three guys to bring him down every time. He finishes the tight end three in PPR points per game, high end finish. I really feel like that kind of just went right under the radar. He was very, very impressive. And he put together well-rounded production. This wasn't a situation where he just scored a crap ton of touchdowns. Very well-rounded in terms of volume, yardage, and touchdowns. And potential values at the tight end position just do not come around every year. So there's a little amount of risk here. You know, you're giving up a 10th rounder if he retires. But like the risk reward is just so in favor of drafting Gronk here. If people were going into drafts knowing that Rob Gronkowski was going to play this season... I don't think he makes it out of the fifth round. He's probably going sixth round at the very latest, but you're probably looking at him after, you know, obviously Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts. He's probably going after Kittle and Waller just based on like age, injury factors, all of that. But I feel like he's pretty close to those guys, especially when you look at his production last season. This Bucks offense is going to be top tier. So I think Gronk is a great low-risk, high-reward option for fantasy football this season. So those are my three players, running backs and tight ends, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt, and Rob Gronkowski. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. Tomorrow, same style of video, but talking about the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. If you guys enjoyed, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you for stopping by, and I'll see you guys in the next one.